Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to announce that I am taking on a new wave of coaching clients. So if you are interested in recovery coaching and receiving more support, then I would love to be of service to you. You can go to the link in the show notes and you'll be redirected to a Google form where you can enter into your email and I will be emailing you and That way we can have a free 15-minute consultation to talk and discuss what you're looking for and see if coaching would align with you. So thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm your host, Kate Noel. I love Honest Health and Wellness, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey, and welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. My name is Kate Noel, and today I'm going to be doing a solo episode on realistic mindful eating tips. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like I, when I first started my, I guess like more mindful eating, healing journey, anti-diet culture, recovery journey, whatever you want to call it, um, just learning to eat again, really. I remember like always hearing about mindful eating and it felt like all the tips were great, but maybe not super realistic. So, um, I mean, they were realistic, but maybe I felt a little bit overwhelmed. So today's episode is all about making, you know, mindful eating more realistic, hopefully. And so it's not as overwhelming to you. And these are just seven tips that I've just come up with in my own life and in my own experience that could help you. Um, So let's do it. Seven realistic mindful eating tips. Number one is, and these are not in any particular order. Number one is to regulate your emotional world before eating. So I think we all, or maybe we don't all know, um, maybe we do know that it is best to eat when we're in the rest and digest state of um, stress response. So when we're relaxed, when we aren't having a million things on our plate, on our minds, when we're just more relaxed, we go into a parasympathetic nervous system dominance, and it's also known as rest and digest. And you can think about a time in your life where you were really stressed out, maybe in a hurry, and you scarfed down some food or you ate something when you weren't feeling really well. And it just kind of sat in your stomach and it just didn't digest and you felt maybe crampy afterwards or bloated and it just felt hard in your stomach and it wasn't easy to chew, wasn't easy to get down or maybe you felt indigestion later because you just have been stressed. So that is what we're trying to avoid here. Um, So it's really important to regulate your emotional world before eating. Now, Here's the thing with stress is that when we think about how stressed we are, it can often make us more stressed, which is a spiral. It's a loop and it's not great. So I used to really fixate a lot on making sure I was as relaxed as possible when eating and it kind of like worked against me and it almost made me more stressed because I would be like, okay, I have to, you know, be at home, the lights have to be dim or like I have to be in like optimal clothing and no, nothing can be going on. I just have to be, 
nothing on my mind. Like I can't eat when I'm stressed. And if I was really stressed that day, I felt like eating became a bad thing, um, which was really harmful for my own healing journey. So really, I think it's so important to be really real with yourself here and honest about um, how far you can really take this. Because I don't think anyone, like stress is not innately bad. And I don't think anyone can have zero stress. And I don't think everyone can only eat when they're in rest and digest. I mean, of course, there are times throughout my entire week where I'm eating, where I'm not necessarily in like a relaxed emotional state or a physical state. Um, and it's still valid for me to eat then. So here's the thing with regulating your emotional world and stress response. Do something intentional. It doesn't have to work. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent, you know, exactly what you need, but maybe you can just take a few deep breaths. So Maybe you can take three really nice nourishing breaths, or maybe you can do a little bit of breath work, another way to use your breath, or anything intentional. Maybe you can squeeze a stress ball a couple times. Maybe you can just sit in a position that's more comfortable. Um, like literally anything intentional that you can do to alleviate stress. Obviously, if you're like at home or if you're just if it's available to you to completely relax and make the most of your meal time, then I would encourage you to do that. But for, I think most people, it's, you know, it's not always easy, especially if you're working um, or if you're out in public, it's not always easy to be in a really relaxed state during all of your meal time. So I think just doing one intentional thing that's somewhat stress relieving, um, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't matter what it is. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be traditional stress relief. It can be something totally unique to you and something that really works for you. And again, releasing expectations. So maybe, it, maybe you try something and it doesn't work. You still have to eat, right? So it's like just being really honest about how far you can take this one and, and doing your best. Okay. That was number one. Number two is to regulate your eating speed. Okay. So a lot of people chronically eat too fast, um, or I actually see a lot of people chronically eating too slow. Like for me, that was something I did. I ate really slowly. It was a part of my eating disorder. Um, and so it was important for me to start to regulate my eating speed and um, not, I, I did both, right? There are times where I ate really fast, very not mindfully, and I ate really, really slow. And that wasn't great for my digestion, for my mind. So that this is a really tough one to like, this is a tough habit to break because it's a learned behavior. Like eating speed is very, I think much tied into who we are as people, even if it, even if it's subconscious for you, how quickly or slowly we eat can be a really personal thing. So, um, regulating your eating speed isn't easy, so a way that I feel like to make this one realistic um, is to just put any intention into this, like anything you can do, even if it's if if it means for like your first few bites, you just slow down a little bit if you're typically a quick eater, or if you're a really slow eater, maybe that means you kind of like this is something I did before. It's a little bit weird, but sometimes I'd put on like a song that was 
um, like had like a nice beat to it. And I'd be like, I'm going to kind of try and like eat to this beat and like whatever that meant. And this is, that's a very weird tip. I don't know how people, how this is going to land for people, but sometimes I would do that. And it sometimes it worked really well, but I think just remembering kind of like the first point, doing something intentional about regulating your eating speed, because if you're a chronically fast eater and somebody says to you, you need to slow down while you eat, it's not something that I think most people can just go to bed and the next day wake up and then they're all of a sudden like eating at the perfect speed. Like it takes a long time to um, relearn how to eat at a speed that feels mindful and appropriate for you. Disregard, I would say disregard when people say chew this many times a day uh, by like, I don't know that that's stupid. I don't like that. Maybe that's not stupid. Maybe that works for some people, but for me, that does not help, did not help. And so I think avoiding being really analytical about eating speed and just trying to kind of find your own beat and rhythm within your own eating speed. That really, really helped me so, so much. Okay. How are we doing? On to number three. Number three is to plate your food when you can. Um, I don't, I don't want anyone to feel ashamed if they like are the type of people that like to reach into bags of food and like eat food. Um, but for me, I feel like plating my food when I could, when it was accessible to me was really important. And it helped me so much with like just eating at a more regular and calm manner and more mindful manner. Um, so I just really went for it when it, in terms of like having nice silverware and nice plates, I remember investing my friend, she, um, did wheel throwing on, she ceramics wheel throwing and she made me some really beautiful plates that I just, I still have them and I love them. And it was really kind of cool to rethink how I presented my food to myself. Now, I know there are also people who go on the other end of the spectrum and they're just like really into plating their food to a point where it's like obsessive and that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about when you can, if you're the type of person that usually grabs food from like the bags and doesn't really plate your food, it can be really um, an interesting new way to eat if you plate your food. Um, I love making it look kind of nice. Again, not perfect, but just a little something extra. Uh, can definitely facilitate more mindful eating. Okay, next up, we have have something sweet after your meals if you're craving it. I used to demonize having a little something sweet after anything but dinner. It's like I couldn't have anything sweet after any of my meals besides dinner. And then I would think about the sweets, like a piece of chocolate or something, all day long until the end of the day. And I'm like, this little piece of chocolate does not deserve to pay so much rent in my mind as I'm like living throughout my day. So I just started having a piece of chocolate after lunch. And I've probably done that 90% of my days of my life since then. (laughs) And I do it today too. And it's just allowed me to really tune in and shut off like it just, it just feels satisfying. It's a really satisfying thing for me. So maybe having something sweet after your lunch isn't satisfying. So maybe the, the actual point that I'm trying to make here is to 
um, you know, find satisfaction in your meals. Um, and it's okay if that means going back for seconds or topping your meal off with something, adding a little bit more seasoning, having something sweet after your meals, like focus on satisfying yourself every single meal, not just like dinner, you know, every single meal is important. The next mindful eating tip number five is to release distractions or a more realistic version of releasing distractions is to only have mildly like stimulating distractions. So again, with the, with the first point of regulating my stress response, I was obsessed with having zero distractions during my mealtime. And that really caused me to become obsessed and it took me away from mindful eating. And so I started to focus on having mildly distracting um, or mildly stimulating distractions, meaning I wouldn't be scrolling on social media because that engrosses me. I mean, that takes over my, that's like my whole brain is on social media when I do that. But instead I would maybe like listen to my favorite album, even better if it's like on a record player or I would like um, maybe do some light reading um, or something like maybe eating with somebody and talking to them about their day, vice versa. So these are like mildly stimulating distractions, I would say, over um, big distractions for me, like social media or watching something on TV. If I'm watching something on TV and I'm eating, I'm not. And look, I do that a lot. It's not like I never do that. But when I can, when I'm feeling stressed, I try when I'm feeling inspired to more mindfully eat, I will try and only do things that are like mildly distracting. I kind of find it hard to eat with zero distractions, to be honest. It's not something I'm great at and it's not something I really enjoy more so than being good at it. It's not something I really enjoy. So I would say realistically, mildly stimulating distractions are probably the way to go for me at least. My next mindful eating tip is actually about grocery shopping which I have a whole episode on conscious grocery shopping, so feel free to check that out. But um, this tip is to have a general shopping list and meal ideas when you grocery shop. I don't feel like it's realistic for me, at least, to have um, every single thing planned out and every single recipe planned out and meal prep every single week. Sometimes I'll meal prep and it's really good for me, but there are other times where I won't and... It just isn't realistic for me to have every single recipe all stacked up. So I like to focus on maybe more of like a general shopping list and meal ideas for when I grocery shop. So a lot of times I I will, you know, I'll have a pretty similar breakfast rotation. So like I'll maybe have some oatmeal if I'm craving something sweet or I'll have some eggs and toast or avocado bagels. So I'll have like a breakfast rotation. So I'll get those items And then usually I'll pick, you know, a sandwich for lunch or a wrap for lunch, or I'll do like some quick meals for lunch, um, some sushi, and then I'll get the stuff I need for that. And then I usually will leave the recipes to like the more intense recipes to dinner. That's just what works for me and my schedule, but you can do whatever you want. But I feel like it's important to have a general shopping list. Again, keeping it realistic. I don't think you need to do it to a perfect T where you have exactly what you, maybe this works for some people just saying for me, it, did, it doesn't work having exactly what I need. Cause 
Then I feel a lot of pressure to create and make the recipes. And maybe on the day of, I don't really want to do that. And I'm just not really inspired to make as many recipes. Um, so then I feel bad because I have food waste and yada, yada, yada. So keeping it realistic, general grocery shopping list, general meal ideas. Okay, the last tip I have is, that worked really well for me in terms of mindful eating was to consistently challenge fear foods, new foods, whatever you want to call it. So, so important for me to consistently challenge the same new foods, the same fear foods, newer ones as well. And I think I also have episodes on fear foods, so check those out. But um, yeah, just I, I, you, I couldn't progress in my healing journey without trying new foods. And let's say I was out to dinner or I was, um, I don't know, just in a situation where I had a new or fear food in front of me. It's impossible to mindfully eat that if you're not accustomed to it. So get used to eating the foods that maybe you would run into socially or foods that you really want to have, but your food rules don't allow you to have. And I would say challenging that is really important. It was really important for me to learn to be a mindful eater. So that one's not necessarily the easiest one, but it's super important. Those are all my tips. And I think above all, just being really patient with yourself and giving yourself time, taking it one step at a time. It's really tough to like relearn how to eat. And I just posted like a little reel where I said, you know, if you're just trying to learn how to eat again, props to you because it's not easy. And it can be kind of a shame inducing thing to just not really know how to eat. So I'm with you and I definitely understand what it's like and I hope that you can take away from this episode that it's so important to give yourself grace and patience and time, have a support person with you and just the rule, the, all these rules about mindful eating, I don't know how I feel about them, you know, there there's a lot of rules out there and we should learn to trust ourselves again and really learn to tune in and cultivate that self-trust. That's so, so important. Um, in my opinion, it is at least above, you know, being a perfect mindful eater, whatever that means, that doesn't exist. I mean, nobody's a perfect eater. No one's a perfect mindful eater because everyone's bodies and minds need different things. And I'm under the impression that everyone has their own version of mindful eating and what, what works for them. So I think just have fun with the experience and have fun cultivating that for yourself. And yeah, that, that would be my overall message in terms of mindful eating. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of situations where it might be really hard to mindfully eat. It might be, it might feel impossible to mindfully eat, but it's still important to eat. And so if you can't be a mindful eater at all times, I think allow yourself to just be an eater, whatever that means for you. Okay. So that was this episode, kind of quick one. Uh, let me know what y'all thought. You can follow my Instagram, send me a DM, let me know. And I will see you all in the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye.